welcome to episode 38 of the Fantasy Hockey Bros Podcast. We're back. Happy New Year. And let's get you pumped and ready for some NHL hockey. We got all the guys on the show today, Anth, Joe, and Brian. They're all chomping at the bit to talk some hockey. So before we get into the season preview and all that good stuff, let's say hi to the boys. Fresh off an unsafe COVID New Year's cottage, we have the hungover and most likely highly unprepared Brian. How are you, buddy? Uh, pretty much check 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 the boxes on all those things you just said there. Check uh, check checking them. Check check. We're me. checking it off right off the bat, just with a wooden style. No, uh, I was very safe in the New Year's. Thanks thanks for throwing me under the bus there. Uh, had a good one. It was a fun weekend. And um, we'll leave it at that. Uh, no one's gonna come after you. Don't worry. We yeah, do need a we, we need a story or two. There's got to be something. I don't know. Like I was trying, I was actually trying to like make sure I I don't um, I have a recollection of the full weekend so I can have a, like a really good story. But there's no real like you know somebody lost a finger skiing or you know somebody took a header off the off the balcony type story for you guys. So sorry to disappoint. <laughs> so you went skiing? Well, I didn't personally go skiing, oh. but. I went tubing, if that counts for something. That sounds like fun. I'm a little disappointed, but yeah. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. I mean, what did you was guys do for was the Was it New a family years? trip? It was a, uh, yeah, you could say oh, that. Sure. That's, okay, that's why there's no stories. <laughs> oh, that's why. I that's wasn't why. even sure. I thought it was like friends. No, it wasn't a family trip. Females. You, go- you goons. That was oh, the what I was oh, trying to say. Okay. I was trying to, you know, like, yeah, well. Did you make a family on the trip? Okay, that's enough. That's <laughs> overboard. What's enough? Don't even, don't even, don't even give this guy an intro. No, he's no. done. Yeah, you're right. He's not. You, in you it. heard those other two voices. Joe was the squeaky, annoying one. That's and me. Then he had <laughs> okay, guys, um, we're ready to roll here. We're like a week, a week and a day away, and I am so stoked. Um, new divisions. New alignment. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a different season, but it's going to be it's going to be really fun, and we're here to to set you guys up. So hopefully your leagues haven't drafted yet. Even if they have, we're going to provide some inf- interesting insight and um, adjust on the fly and, yes. and adjust on the fly. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get right into it. So today was the first day for a lot of the teams that they were actually on the ice. So we got a good look at a lot of the uh, lot of the lineups, and with such a short camp, you got to think that a lot of these a lot of these lines might stay intact. But once again, it is very easy to get caught up in line combos right now and overvalue guys based on where they're sitting in the lineup. So just remember, like definitely use it going forward in your drafts, but also understand that they could be flipped like in a day or even opening shift of the regular season. You just never know. So ultimately you got to draft based on a performance of a guy and not just yes. where they are, Great. but it is guys, important. Line mid, mid training camp, mid training camp, they could change. Like I, I, if you heard Claude Julian today, he's like, yeah, this is the lineup we started with today, but who knows? It could be in two days from now, we could switch to see what else we have. And we like another line better and like that combination better. So it's very, it's hit or miss. It's just nice to talk actual hockey for once. I know, right? But on the flip side, you had Keith talking today, and he said, you know, his lines are pretty much what's what it's going to be like opening night. Well, that's that's the interesting part because he like I don't and I think some teams are doing that because 
they are doing two groups and the first group is basically their NHL team and the second group yeah. is the guys that have to prove to see if they can get into that first group. Yeah. It's, it's, okay, it well, sounds we, to me, it's like, sorry, Mike, it sounds, Joe's yeah. going to be taking Joe Thornton in the first, what, five rounds? <laughs> get out of here. Okay, first let's... Uh, <laughs> Jumbo well, we Joe, baby. We mentioned Julianne and Keith, so Montreal and Toronto. Let's start in the North Division, also known as the Canadian Division, as a lot of people are calling it. And what we did beforehand is the four of us, uh, we sent in our division standings for each division and came up with a consensus place in the division that each of these teams will finish. So we will start bottom up. And as you guessed, the first team we will be previewing is the Ottawa Senators. Last year in the Atlantic division, where there were eight teams, they finished seventh. And of course, we are projecting them to finish seventh once again, but at the bottom of the standings this time. So obviously key players on Ottawa and their top six as of today was Kachuk, Josh Norris, Dadanov, Stutzel, who looked unbelievable in the World Juniors. We'll talk about him a bit. Um, with Stepan and Brown. And then... With a team like Ottawa, there's probably going to be a lot of jumping around the lineup just based on the fact that they don't have superstar players. So I, I think it is worth noting that their third line was Galchenia, Colin White, and Batherson, which are three people we might see play in the top six at some point. Fantasy-worthy on defense, obviously Thomas Shabbat, and maybe Brandstrom. We'll see what he brings this year. And then, of course, Matt Murray in net. So... I guess let's start with Joe. Joe, what are you most interested to see about Ottawa moving into the season here? Uh, you mentioned him, and it's Dutzla. I have a strange feeling he's going to be... Not really a strange feeling, but I, I could see him overtaking Lafreniere for the uh, the rookie scoring lead. And I think that's going to be a player that you guys are going to have to watch for. And it's going to be a tough judgment because of the team he plays on and everything like that. But it's going to be a tough judgment on where he should be picked in the grand scheme of a draft. Yeah. And that's going to be the tricky part for people that like him and that want to draft him and that want him on his team. They're going to, on their team, it's going to be the tricky balance of, do I take him now when I uh, like, let's say in the third round, let's say, and that might be too early, but you want your player, you take him, or, do you wait and chance it and chance it, and then you might lose out on him because someone else might pick him in, the, let's say, the fifth round if you want to wait to like mm -hmm. the sixth or seventh, whatever it is. But yeah. that's one player on my radar, and it's a, it might be an obvious one, but it, uh, I think he has all the makings to maybe even lead the team in scoring. He, this he year. looks like, unreal, and I know Brian probably doesn't even know who he is, but <laughs> he, <lo> he, <laughs> he, I think. Of he's all third the, in the juniors and he's third in the juniors in points. Yeah, right? and oh. honestly, of all the, I haven't watched every second of World Junior Hockey, but I, I did try to watch a lot of Germany games, and I think that he is probably the standout above any other player in the tournament. I think he's looked the best, so um, I'm excited to see what he brings to Ottawa. Maybe put it this way: when when Canada won sixteen two, you still took Stutzel as one of the highlights of the game. And they got dummy. So, like, that just got to show you kind of what, what their potential there could be there for. In terms of the center ice position, I think that's what we're really going to see bounce around. Like, Josh Norris had a great season in the AHL, but 
hasn't put it together in the NHL. So, you know, he's playing with Kachuk now and he's probably like a good deep league ad, but he's one of those guys that you have no idea if he's really going to produce. And the same thing with Stepan. He could have that fantasy value like he had in the past playing with Stutzla. But again, we really don't know. So those are kind of guys that you might draft deep and and uh, shift in and out of your lineup just depending on who they line up. Dadanov is going to be another interesting name for me just because he was always riding shotgun with the Florida guys, the big Florida guys. And mm. we'll see what he can actually do on his own. Yeah, who knows how he's going to fit in. Exactly. If, I think if you're looking at the Sens, the first two two names you should be taking off the board there are for sure Brady Kachuk and Shabbat. I think yeah. those are the two names you got to look at. But the Sens as a whole, I mean, we know Stutzel is going to be a, a piece. And they got some other young guys coming up, but it's going to be a few years before I think uh, they should be taken seriously. So I don't mind Dodonov, though. I mean, he scored 25 and 69 last year. and the previous two years, he put up almost 30. So... I mean, yeah, he was with those guys like Barkov and Huberto. So, I mean, you can take that for what it is. But he's been around the league. He, he's a veteran player. He knows how to score goals. So if there's somebody that's going to score on this team, I mean, Kachuk's definitely going to have to be one. But they need more than just him. So they're going to count on him to power play, and he's going to get his opportunities. Yeah, definitely he will get his opportunities. Um, it's just a matter of will he cash in like he did with Barkov and Huberto? Remains to be seen. And Matt Murray's another guy in that – I <laughs> I have zero interest in this year. I think he's such a risk as it is, regardless of the team he's on, and he's on a crappy team. In a division where we're expecting a lot of goal scoring. No, I was he's, a defender a of his for a while, band. but yeah. Yeah, I think I think I don't think he's Joe's starting to turn around. Yeah, well, especially I think it's more so the team he's on, but if oof, yeah. there's not much to No let's to say um, on Ottawa. Let, let's move on to our consensus sixth place team in the division. Uh, we'll come as a bit of a surprise to some of you. It should. And, uh, it, I know Anth, it should. <laughs> I know Anth won't be too happy about this. But in sixth place, the Edmonton Oilers. Lines today. Sorry, Mike, yeah, you go finish. Ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, finish. And then okay. I'll, I'll say my piece because uh, I, got, I got a rant coming. Uh-oh. Okay. Training camp opened today, and we had uh, Nuge with McDavid and Cassian, and we had Ennis with Dreisaitl and Yamamoto, but uh, Cahoon did not skate today for whatever reason, um, unfit to skate, and that's probably where Cahoon is going to be in the Ennis spot, and I heard today that Cahoon and Dreisaitl Cahoon are like best cares. Cahoon They're like buddies. Cares. They're boys. They're best friends. They're best <laughs> friends, Cahoon Joel. Cares. That matters. Joel. Cahoon is a little is a little sleeper this year. Don't, don't listen to Joe, guys. Right, you're right. Me. And it, it, he's best friends with Dreisaitl, and they're probably going to play with each other. And if you're playing with Dreisaitl, five on five, whatever, that's uh, that's a good spot to be. So that was your top six. Then we have D. We have Barry, definitely fantasy relevant, going to be that top power play guy. Should be anyway. Um, Darnell Nurse, and a beast with the peripheral stats, and. Other fantasy-relevant players, Puyo Yarvi starting on the third line. Um, I think there is a spot for him to move up and uh, play with McDavid and RNH and take Cassian's spot, but that's just going to be on performance. We'll see. And then Chieson and Neal as kind of like uh, Juice the Orange guys might get top power play unit time in front of the net, and they've, they've produced in the past in that position. So maybe like a streaming option for those two. And then in net, ugh. This is why they're sixth in the division. 
Koskinen and Mike Smith. And their defense. F, over to you, buddy. You guys all had them six. Is that correct? Me and Mike did. I think Bry had them fifth. I think I had them fifth. Unaccept- guys, that's unacceptable. Mark my word. You guys can clip this in the future. They will not. I won't say that they'll for sure make the playoffs. They will not finish second last in the division. If they miss, they'll barely miss. Okay, they will so be they're going to the finish fifth or sixth. No. So you finish second last no, no, or, no, no. or third last? No, you know what? Wow, that's there's a big... Fine, fine, Guys, fine. clip this. Clip this. This is fine. a big they... one. They won't finish second last, but they'll just miss they'll the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs. You guys are forgetting. Obviously, you're forgetting McDavid and Drysaddle. You're looking at the whole team as as a whatever on what they look like on paper. This is a playoff team because of McDavid and Drysaddle. Did yeah, they the just goal- acquire well, McDavid let, and Drysaddle? Let me finish. The goaltending is a little suspect. <laughs> But you're forgetting the intangibles, Joe. They're playing in the Canadian division. Mick David is going to run wild on teams. Okay? He's, he he's going to be in the spotlight every he's done that single game. And Edmonton, despite Calgary and Winnipeg and Vancouver maybe being better teams on paper, there's, there's intangibles like rivalry. Like, that's one. And I'm telling you, these guys will come to play. Edmonton will not lose the majority if they have a close season series with a team like Vancouver, Calgary, that's what it'll be. It'll be 5-5, five, five, whatever they play, 10-9 games. It will be close. Edmonton will be in the hunt till the end. And I'm going to say because of McDavid, because of Dreisaitl, they'll make it. If they're going to be in the hunt, it'll be because of their goaltending and their defense actually playing and they don't average hockey. And I don't, don't, I don't trust Koskinen or Smith. And nobody's talking. Their defense is eight not pucks. Like, he ate pucks for breakfast, yeah. and he doesn't. They don't yeah. have him all season long. And who they? Everyone's saying, "Oh, they brought in Barry. They brought in Barry." But Barry's only replacing Clefbaum. Yeah, it's who's not better? like they're adding and, Barry and on Barry's top of Clefbaum. Clefbaum. And Barry's not a defensive. We all saw that in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Look at those eyes rolling. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I like Clefbaum. Clefbaum also spent a lot of time on the shelf. And Barry, I just, Mike, you have the same feeling. We think he's just going to fit in and put up a shitload of points. Oh, I and think he'll put up a shitload of points. And 100%. that doesn't equal wins, sure. It doesn't equal, well, I mean, but it, it does in a way. Because McDavid <laughs> and Dreisaitl. You're going to lose 7 to- 6. McDavid and Dreisaitl yeah, tore apart teams like LA, Anaheim, and San Jose in the past two years when they've been garbage. Yeah. They're, they're going to lose 6 5, gonna, 7 6 games. So they're yeah. going to get their points, but they're not going to be winning. Look, at the end of the day, when I was doing mine, I, I didn't have them in the playoffs because if you look at them on paper, especially if you look at just even top six and their top two D, you think this is a playoff team. It would be ridiculous not to have them in there. But th- it's Edmonton, and they just seemingly find a way to disappoint. And their goaltending is terrible, mm-hmm. and their D is suspect at best. So I, I couldn't, even with McDavid and, and Dreisel, as ludicrous as it sounds, even they, I don't think, can carry them to finish in a playoff spot. But hey, they might finish third last instead of second last, and that's a win for Ed. So there you go. I'll say, guys, all good points, but I just think it's the Canadian division, and it's McDavid, and it's... It's the unknown. It's Edmonton not losing multiple times, or multiple times, sure, because they play so many damn times. But it's Edmonton not getting destroyed in season series against these other Western Western teams, even against the Leafs. You know McDavid's going to be excited to play the Leafs whatever it is, nine times. Oh, for sure. And those games, they're going to sure. be wild. And it could, and I think it will, equal Edmonton making the playoffs. But we'll see. We'll see. I hope I don't have to eat my words we'll there. We'll see. Who, 
Who would you rather? Who would you rather have on this team? Yamamoto or Puriyardi? Yamamoto. I think I think it's got to be Yamamoto. The but way like, I'm had... glad you you brought them both up because I don't. Yamamoto is one guy that like in pre-draft rankings and stuff. I have no idea where to put him. Well, no. it's tough because he played this like the second half of the year is when he kind of took off, and if he continues that into a full season, he could be one of the guys like that are, are that have an enormous fantasy value. Yeah. After well, he was like the, after the game. after the what the two big boys or the three big boys, whatever you want to call it, if you want to put R and H in that mm-hmm. mix with McDavid and Drysaddle. But other than that, the other like we already mentioned, Barry, he's the only other fantasy valued player. That is kind of on this team. Those five guys or four guys. Yeah. Hopefully, Puy Arvi can catapult himself into there. But, but Bri, like you said, I mean, if you're betting on one of them, I think you'd have to go with you. You're betting on either one. You'd probably go on the guy who's proven. I mean, Puy Arvi was drafted high to be as another guy with those, you know, McDavid and, and Dry. But due to, you know, whether it's contracts or agents or whatever, he's never really. I can't. I can't say he hasn't been given a shot, but maybe he was rushed too early to the mm-hmm. scene. But it seems like now they're kind of team and agent and player on the proper terms, and they're ready to actually have a full go and see what happens. So it'd be fun to watch because I know in the juniors, like even grow like going up into it, he was a stud of a player, like unreal. So if he can kind of realize his potential with this team, then hey, they may not finish second last. Yeah. But I can't even say that Yamamoto's proven, you know, like no, he's not. He's definitely a not. one one. He's not proven, but it's just yeah. But he's had more under his belt than I'd say Puyarvi oh, at sure, this point in his sure, career. Sure. You know what I mean? Even though it's a short short time he's been up in the league, but yeah. And just one other thing before we move on that I did want to highlight is that RNH is entering a contract year, and uh, he'll be UFA if they don't come to an agreement before then. So. I always like Pick drafting guys who are on Draft contract him. years, so I think he's up for a big, big year. Especially if he sticks on McDavid's wing. Yeah, and he should, especially and, with Turris on the as the third line center. Like they're not, I don't think they're gonna move him there. Like you know, you can't. Why would you? No, and I, I don't think they want to use Drysaddle McDavid as much as that that duo has been lights out. I don't know if they want to use it. Yeah, and 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 I think for. For fantasy purposes, I mean, he's been a good player the last few years, but for fantasy purposes, RNH is kind of, not that he was ever a disappointment, but I think he's kind of turned around. Like he's yeah. been not just with goals and, and assists and points, like peripherals, he's been hitting, he's been blocking shots. Like he's actually been doing it all. So he's been a really good overall fantasy player the last couple of years. And in a contract year, it's only going to get bigger. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on to a uh, another fun team, and we might get some flack for this, but finishing in fifth place in the North Division, we decided altogether that it would be the Montreal Canadiens. Finished fifth in the Atlantic last year, and once again, we have predicted them. If the playoffs were a regular playoff last year, they would have missed, and we are predicting them to miss this one. Man, a lot of turnover Montreal. Bergevin was busy. Their fantasy-relevant lines today at practice. Tatar, Dano, Gallagher... Druin, Suzuki, Anderson, which is a really interesting one. And then Toffoli with Kakaniami and Armia. In terms of defensemen, fantasy relevant, Weber, Petrie, one of the, one, two of the top guys. They do everything. Great, great players to own. Yeah. More of a more more guys for like hits and blocks, Sharat, Edmondson, and Romanov is, is one guy that ever a lot of people have their eyes on. We'll we'll get into him a bit. And then in goal, Carey Price is your guy, but I'm sure Allen will 
take some of the load off of him this season. So, Eth, what are you most interested to see about the Montreal Canadiens going into the season? So, I had Montreal just making it too. So, Habs fans, I got your back. <laughs> um, it's This is going to be interesting. I, I don't know. I do like Montreal's team top to bottom. I think they have a solid team. They're definitely missing star power. But with the way Weber played last year, I love a guy like Petrie you mentioned. Price is still Price, especially with a pretty good team in front of him. He can steal a bunch of games. I think it's another one of those intangible things. I like Montreal in this division to steal a lot of games and find a way to squeak in and have like a crazy series against the Leafs or something. We'll see. I don't know. But they're going to be interesting to watch for sure. They're going to be exciting to watch. I'm going to stick with them making it. I like them squeaking in and forth. My thing with Montreal is that, to be honest, completely honest, I love their team. Like, I think they are, all four lines are unreal. But I think they lack the star power to compete in this division. And I think if they get into the playoffs, it'll be a different story. It's a different game. They could actually go on a run. But I think getting there is going to be the hard thing in this division. And so that's why I, I think I predicted them to finish fifth, and um, I feel pretty good about and that. And that's exactly where I was going with it, Mike. I think the star power, they're one through even five lines. Like right now, Perry didn't practice today because he's still in quarantine. And I think they had Frolik on the fifth line, yeah. the extra line. Like their fourth line was Lekkonen, Jake Evans, and Byron. Um, Paul Byron. Yeah. So it's like they have top to bottom – like. If if Kakanyemi keeps up what he did in the bubble, and uh, Suzuki continues that rise, mm-hmm. it's it's they are they look good. It's just that, like Mike said, it's that star power that might put them on the back burner, especially in this division, because you look at all these teams, and they have some of them have two three studs on each team. Yeah. So and and they maybe have one if that. And I think that's where they're lacking. With with a minute left and the game on the line, everyone knows where every other team is going, right? Where's where's Montreal going? Which which is the line that's going to match up against yeah. a McDavid, against a Matthews, or a Tavares, or a Dry, or a Shifley? I mean, like I said, I I do really like their team too. I think out of all the teams, especially Canadian in the off season, they're the ones that kind of made a lot of the most splashes. But Mike brought it up early on. This could be a case of a lot of square, you know, square pegs and round holes. Like they, there's a lot of things like Josh, they paid Josh Anderson big money. They paid Tyler Toffoli a pretty good amount of money. Like these, these guys are not cheap and Carey Price is making 10 plus mil. And I think everything comes down no matter, they're not, I think they're going to struggle to score goals as they typically have been, but it comes down to Carey Price. If he's Carey Price, we know this team could finish first, like that's how good he is as a player. And they have a really, really competent, proven backup that can lighten the load so that Kerry doesn't have to play, mm-hmm. you know, multiple back-to-backs, back-to-back. Like, he can rest, but he is the guy. If if he takes this team like he has in the past, the, 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 they can go as high as one, right? But if he struggles, then they can go right to the bottom. Yeah. It's so wide the a range. The problem, and speaking of price, the problem with this division is... If you look at it, you could argue this division has five of the top nine, ten goalies in the whole league in this division, yeah. it's, and that says star, like that says a lot. Like, and the reigning, yeah, including the reigning Vezina. Like you have, winner, you know yeah, I mean? Price, Hellebuck, Markstrom. You have Anderson and Holtby. Like and it's Koskinen. Just, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. The other the other thing about Montreal, and this is the most like hockey analyst comment, so forgive me, but they don't. They're a bunch of new guys, and like, do they have enough time to gel together when none of them have played together? You know what I mean? Like, not no no trio has played together, and based on what I've read here. Uh, the um, Dano, that's the Dano, not true. The, the Dano line has been. Dano, <laughs> yes, Dano Tatar, and uh, Gallagher. But no, you're right. There's a lot of... They they mentioned it in their media veils today. Like there's yeah. To create that chemistry in a short period of time, they need it because it's it's A, it's a short camp, and B, it's a short season. I think the other, I think the other thing too is everyone just kind of synonymously like really really liked the Josh Anderson... Was it was it a trade? It was a trade and sign, right? Yeah, it was a trade. It was the, a trade with Domi uh, for Domi with Columbus. And yeah, they, they trade Domi. Him. Like everyone's like, oh, it's a great deal. He has been brutal. Like, I, I will say, when it we comes know to he's Anderson, been injured, we know what he we know what yeah. he can do. But if he doesn't, like that is a huge bust yeah. that they have on 100%. that team. I think that's going to work out nicely for them. I really do. I think I was skeptical at first too when they gave him that big contract. I I see him bouncing Clarkson. back and, <coughs> and Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> what an Why do you gotta take it? There? Uh, I agree. I I think I, agree, yeah. I think it's gonna work out well for them. I think he's gonna have a big bounce back here, and I think he is gonna enjoy the the games he's gonna fifty six games against Canadian teams. Yep, I I agree with you. The thing I like about Anderson is that his floor is high, and not like other of these players here. Um, with Anderson, even if he doesn't, his perform ceiling is to, high. His ceiling is not high. I meant no, floor. No, his floor is oh, high. He meant he that. Meant yeah, the floor. Okay. That mean that means that means his basement bought bottom dollar okay. dollar value is still. <laughs> I thought you meant the ceiling relative. would be high because you would have rolling. the expectation. Sorry, Mike. No, my, my apologies. That tree again. <laughs> but um, no, that's the thing with Anderson. You draft him even if he doesn't put up the points you you want. Um, he's his floor is still is still the, good. You're the gonna get your hits yeah. and your shots. The peripherals are huge. Good. Hits are huge. But you know, the, block shots, all that stuff. There are a couple guys just quickly that, like I am, like I am a little worried about Tatar taking a step back. I thought he over he overplayed last year. Toffoli's another one I'm not crazy about, but I do think Druen will bounce back as well as Gallagher. So there are good, a lot of good things to like about this team. And quickly, Romanov might be a quick like a depth guy that if. If you're in deep leagues, that could take off. Yeah, Romanov, I feel like his value is going to come the next couple of years. Like, I don't think he has yeah. any personally this year, but if you're in like one of those dynasty leagues that you could stash guys, yeah. he's definitely a guy uh, you should be looking at. All right, moving along here. In fourth place, just getting into the playoffs, is the Winnipeg Jets. Practice lines today, very interesting. We saw Connor taken off the top line. And it's actually Ehlers, Shifley, Wheeler. The second line is Connor, Stastny, and Line. Definitely evens them out a little bit more. <laughs> Ant's not happy as a Connor owner. I'm a Connor um, owner too. I'm a Connor owner too. <laughs> Ant's gone. He's so upset. No, uh, <laughs> other fantasy relevant guys. Neil Pionk, what a year last year. Like across the board, Stunt. solid, Pionk. solid year. Stunt. Josh Morrissey is uh, definitely that number two power play guy and who knows if he's even gonna the power play lines really haven't come out not a lot of teams practice their power play so that'll be interesting we assume it's going to be Pionk and his value again will be great other players that might be of value we're watching him playing for Finland I don't know if he's going to make the team but Heinola could have some sneaky value I would bar against against drafting him this season just because I don't really think there's a 
There's a, a chance, yeah. A, ch- a role for him. Um, although, I mean, Pionk and Morrissey aren't the sexiest power play defensemen. So you never know. That's something to watch. And then, of course, in net, the Vesna winner, am I right? Hellebuck? Yes, yep. sir. And the reason why they're, they're, they're in the playoffs right now. Yes. Well, not according to Anf. For me. For me, anyways. Well, honestly, the way I see it is I always look at this, and I thought about this for Dreisaitl, too. It's like, is Hellebuck going to have a better season than he had last year? No. No, he's not. He could just match it, and, and that's where it gets dicey because he had, uh, I think on our finale uh, show or near the end of the awards shows that we did, I pointed out a lot of the times that he had the most shots faced in the NHL. And I believe that he had the most dangered, high danger chances faced. Last year, he stopped them. What's going to say this year he's going to stop them? If that yeah. defense gives up the same chances as, as they did last year. Mm-hmm. And that's why I could easily see this Montreal-Winnipeg 4-5 flipping. But see, I, I, that, the pie-powered offense for me on Winnipeg's side is the top-end talent. I think will get them over the, over the top and edge Montreal out. I think for me, like this, if you if you compare Montreal and Winnipeg, which we kind of are because there's a both you know the both swing, teams are like think, four or yeah. five cusp for us. You look at uh, um, Montreal's lineup, and like we said, it's four lines, five if uh, like Joe said they have five lines, but you know they only play with four, so they're gonna have to figure <laughs> that one out. Um, but but Montreal has four lines that are pretty you know pretty even that got some you know, got some weapons, nothing on the top end. Whereas you look at Winnipeg and those top two lines are better than anything Montreal has, but then I feel is. like it's an old, I feel like it's more of an old school like top six bottom sixteen because like you're not relying Andrew Kopp and Adam Lowry and, and Nate Thompson to give you points. Matthew so Perot. it's like yep. yeah, the top the top six are top six. They're gonna put you, they're gonna put you in a in a good place to to win games, but the bottom six is more of that defensive shutdown. So evenly Montreal has better, but it's. Would you rather have two really, really good top two lines and bona fide, like, okay, I know where I'm going when the game's on the line, or four very good even, but you don't really have that guy, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, I think, I think that's kind of what Winnipeg uh, is. Uh, definitely. And they've swapped them around to, to make them more even um, in terms of production. So, Anth, I'll ask you, as a invested Connor owner, does Connor playing with Line A and Stasny worry you a little bit, honestly? Well, it's hard not to love it. Like I'm, I, but I love Kyle Connor, and I think he's an absolute stud. And when a guy is that good, you shouldn't worry too much about who he's getting put with because he'll get his because he's that good. And I'm not worried about Connor. Fourteen. Hits. I'm worried about. I'm worried about Winnipeg. I think they're a one line team. Yeah. You guys said it all. I don't love the defense. I think there's going to be a little bit of a regression for Halibut and um, Wheeler, Shifley, Connor. Love those guys. Not crazy about Line. Who knows what's going to happen? That situation's up in the air. And a guy like Ehlers is a good player, but who knows with injuries and stuff? He's had some problems, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. You- and, and Ehlers' whole thing is he's not on that top power play, and that power play stacked. And you can trust all of them. Right. Even Line, you can trust all of them to produce. And, and Ehlers just isn't there. And I don't see a spot for him as long as Line is in Winnipeg. So that's where Ehlers value takes a hit for me. Even if he's playing with Shifley and Wheeler, he could be a point per game guy. He's like your Verana, you know, like just doesn't he just get power. Yeah, he points. just needs that opportunity. So, yeah. And then Stastny as your second line center for me, I'm just, I'm not sold on him. Mm-hmm. I don't, 
He's aging. They brought him just, back. I, I'm yeah. the same way. They're not. I'm yeah. not sold on him like either. It. It's that scoring that's going to hurt them, guys. I'm, I'm, I got them out of the playoffs. I'm telling you, I feel it. Thirty. Yeah, but you don't like. Uh, but they're they're very similar. Like they Edmonton? got more firepower than Edmonton. They don't. Their defense is not. A, they have a way better goalie. Their that's defenses the are basically a wash. You could give the edge maybe to Winnipeg. Nah, both teams. That's what I mean. It's it, suspect. Yeah. And to me, Winnipeg's deeper than Edmonton up front. Thirty-six and a half for Stastny over or under. Under, because at, at at an eighty-two game pace, that's about what fifty-four points or so, something like that. Yeah, well, I can, like having a, Connor a, on his wing will help him, but Liney is like a power play guy in, in my opinion. So I just but maybe putting Connor on that line helps Liney five on five a little bit. We'll see. A lot of F's in projections. I think line A, personally, I think line A is going to have a bounce back here. Uh, is it really a bounce? What did he get, 63 and like 66 Goal, or something? More goals-wise than yeah. anything else. But oh, I love, like, I'm love. i a line A guy. I like line A a lot. Yeah. I just, like, with when it comes to the power play defenseman, like, Pionk did it for one season. Is he going to do it again? Is he going to be the guy? That's where I kind of, I have a tough time kind of ranking Pionk amongst all the other. Because based Pionk. on his stats and his, like, hits and blocks – He's right up there, like the best. Yeah, he's great to own. But coming into last year, everyone was super high on Morrissey. Yeah. Yep. And then he didn't do anything. Yeah. He had a didn't terrible do anything. Year. He could, but you could have um, basically called him uh, McAvoy, Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, I can't wait to talk yeah. about that <laughs> preview. Grizzlick on the top <laughs> line. Wow. Okay. Top power play. Okay. Uh, moving along to the team finishing third in the division, I was actually very surprised that we all. Felt pretty good about the uh, I know. the Calgary Flames. You did it, Anthony. I had oh. them out. You did. Wow, you were a little different than everybody else. I had them. First. I had them second. I had them third, and they finished third. Okay, Calgary Flames. You know, we'll, we'll get into it here, but I think a lot of uh, well, I know for me, I, I think a lot of these guys will have bounce back years, which is why I put them in third, and and I like Markstrom. But anyway, let's go through the lines. Okay, sorry, this was one of the teams that the lines were kind of like wacky and they were clearly like not the starting line so we're just going to go with the lines that everybody kind of projected which is uh Goudreau, Monaghan, Lindholm and then Manjapane, Backlund, Kachuk on D of value of course Giordano other guys like Tanner, a big shot blocker and Anderson uh, is pretty good I think too yep yep Anderson and then um, Valimaki is a guy that uh, should get a regular role this season, and a lot of people are thinking he will um, be a big, pro- maybe not a big producer, but definitely a big part of that Calgary Flames decor. So Valimaki's a guy uh, I got on my radar. And then in that big offseason move, Jacob Markstrom backstop in the Flames. That's the difference. That's mm-hmm. going to be the difference right there for me because they did what they did last year with David Riddick. And uh, why am I going blank on the other on Cam and Cam Talbot? Yeah. So yeah. I think getting a sturdy. Say it again, Joe. Cam Talbot. Yep. That's what they were dealing with. And actually, he took game. over in the playoffs. So that says you. That, yeah. that says a lot. Shows you all you need to know, right? So there. now that they have a proven number one and maybe one of the best in the league, I know last year he was. If he can continue that uprising over there in in Calgary, uh, I think they're going to be definitely a team to uh be reckoned with because i think i think i I like kachuk 
there up front, yeah. obviously. And that's why I had them number two. I think they're going to be battling with the Leafs for the division. That's a little giving away <laughs> giving away my pick for the well, division. Well, I had him first, so I, I, I'm there with that, you. Like, so. Yeah, and I sneaky. This one's going to be a little sneaky for me. I think Josh Levo is going to be a little sleeper pick for the Calgary Flames. Mm, good. I think the audience really wants to hear about these sleepers. So that's, that's a good one, Levo. There's definitely room to play. Like, I, Wait, he's a right wing, right? I'd have to double check. Well, regardless. He's one of the I wings. Think, I think Either there's way. an opportunity to play in the top six with like Manjapane isn't really proven. So they, you never they know. Like him, and though. plus they have the tendency to, to mix, or mix and match those lines. So you could see a top nine sort of thing and Levo playing with uh, one of the superstars. I could um, see. Um, <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Brian. Uh, no, I was gonna say since we have three uh, uh, paisans of one of these players on the team, I think you, everyone, the whole audience, wants to know what what can we really expect out of the the kind of the playoff breakout performer, Andrew Manjapane, this this you whole said season. It pretty good, Brian. If he continues to eat wow. his bread, he's gonna be up there. Yes, he eats <laughs> that pasta. <laughs> Do you know what manjapane means, Brian? I know what manja means. Well, eat bread. bread. <laughs> so there you go. Pane's bread. There you go. When he plays yeah, Panera, no, yeah, he, so he like, should chirp him. <laughs> yeah, he said, I'm, I'm the, the real bread, bread man, man, not you. <laughs> I eat bread. So is saying like 40 uh, way too aggressive yeah. for him? That, that would be a, that'd be a breakout. But we've seen that line. Like, that line can get going with Backlund. Can get Kachuk. going. They did in the playoffs. They did in the, they really and the tail end of the season. Yeah. Because I remember picking up Backlund near the end, and he was on fire. So that line was just mm-hmm. on fire themselves, the three mm-hmm. of them, the trio. To me, he's more of a, a little bit of a worker bee, like almost like a Zach Hyman with a little bit more talent that I can see. And, and, and we've seen yeah. a guy like that have success with, with very good players exactly. around him, right? Yeah. The, the one thing I did want to bring up is, is Goudreau here. I think, I don't know, do we all agree that he's going to have a bounce back year? He was not Goudreau-esque last year. So assuming he's a point-per-game player, let's say 56 and 56, would you rather a guy like Goudreau, 56 points, but like a good amount of shots, but like seven hits all year, or would you rather like a 35-point player who will get you a hundred hits, shoot a bunch, still get you, you know, power play points, but not at the rate Goudreau will. What would you rather have? Mm, it, I think it depends on the rest of your roster. Where you're yeah, drafting. no, it depends on the rest of your roster. Yeah, and you and need, where you're you drafting. need guys like if you have a team full of thirty to thirty-five point guys. This is fifty-six game season. Who put up a ton of the other peripheral stats? You're going to win those stats, but you're not going to win your point stats. Like you need. Obviously, you prefer a guy like Goudreau that gets those stats, but Goudreau, if he's going to be a point-per-game guy, you do need those guys. So I think it depends on the rest of your roster. Yeah, it's very situational. Good answer. Uh, if you do have those guys that get points and, and, and none of the peripherals, then you don't really need a guy like, <laughs> like Goudreau. <laughs> can't say that word. Peripheral. Come on, you're just supposed to power through it. Come on. Go. I, I think, like I said, it's based on that, that very fantasy-relevant term that we'll probably use several times going into drafts, roster construction. It's what you have on your team already, what do you need, where are you drafting, and it all relates to there. I mean, if you can get a guy who's going to give you all the peripherals, <laughs> and it's not going to cost you a lot, but you know that'll help you in the long run, I mean, that's great. But 
you do need stars. I mean, yeah. most teams that win in fantasy hockey, they have a couple guys or at least a handful that you say, yeah, that's my go-to guy. Plug him in. I know what I'm getting, right? So. Yep. Okay, since Joe threw out a sleeper, I'm going to throw out one too. I do think, you know, I don't trust Giordano on the top unit. I think maybe Valimaki could take that spot and have some serious value. Okay, let's move on. Finishing second in the division, it will be the Vancouver Canucks. A lot of people just rolled their eyes and said, oh, yeah, you guys yeah. got the Knowing leads. what's coming. Trust me, trust me, people, I'm with you, but I'll get to my rant. I'm there too. talk about Toronto. Okay, next. Um, sorry, lines of practice today for Vancouver. JT Miller, Elias Pedersen, and Brock Besser moving up to play with Pedersen. And then Tanner Pearson, Bo Horvat, and a very interesting one, Nils Hoglander. Ooh. Circle that name, everybody. Had him on my he list as there. a sleeper. Yeah, if he sticks there, Hoglander could have some serious, serious value. Undies, Jack Hughes, of course. Quinn. Stud rookie season. Quinn, Quinn, yes. Quinn, Quinn. Quinn it's Hughes, okay. my bad. <laughs> no worries. Quinn Hughes. Other guys potentially to have some fantasy value. Jake Vertanen was supposed to play in that top six. Maybe he still will. Um, but Vertanen's a guy maybe to look at. And then on D, Schmidt, Edler, Myers, um, all kind of guys that um, will get you peripheral stats. Not so much Schmidt, but Schmidt will put up some points. And uh, in net, freaking love this tandem. Yeah. Oh, be interesting. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Probably why, sorry to cut you off, but I know like in the offseason, after coming off such a really impressive playoff run and everyone was so high on like well vancouver's really got this going and then the offseason that they had where it almost felt like everyone did a 180 and was like well they didn't get this guy they let um they let markstrom go they signed Vertanen, they let Toffoli go but then like a couple months goes by and everyone we're kind of right back on being on the train you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's having the goaltending duo and, and we know in this league goaltending is the most important part and if you have one guy and if you have two guys, which they do, which are, you know, I think Holtby's probably a little bit past what he what he could be doing. But Demko was unreal in the playoffs. And if he can get back to even somewhat of that level, at least he, they have a guy like Holtby that can they can rely on in case injury or anything happens. And they're 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 really they're set up really well in that position. Yeah, Holtby will bounce back for me. I I think this will be your best goalie tandem in the league when all said and done. I think people are overlooking overlooking Holtby, and they're just kind of not throwing him to the to the side, but they're almost like forgetting what he did even two years ago with Washington. Yeah, but people forget like he's not old. Holtby is not old. No, no. he's like what twenty nine? No, I think he, is he twenty nine? I was gonna say like thirty one. So yeah, I, I love that tandem. I really like Vancouver. They were my team to finish first, but instead. We decided, thanks to, I think, Joe and Anth, uh, that uh, Toronto would finish first in the division. Um, before I lose it on you, I'm going to tell you the, pra- the lines <laughs> in practice. Freaking very interesting lines. We had Joe Thornton with Matthews and Marner, expected to start the season together, as well as the second line, Jimmy Vesey with Tavares and Nylander. Um, on D, of course, Riley should be their go-to guy on the power play. And um, other notable players, Mikheyev and Hyman, I will mention, because we thought that they were going to be on those top two lines. Um, Wayne Simmons could have some value. We'll see if he gets power play time. That's yet to be determined. 
Brody playing with Riley five on five could sponge some points. And then uh, Jake Muzzin, who actually had a pretty decent season point-wise and um, gets you the peripheral stats. As well as one other name I'll mention, Miko Lettinen coming over from Russia. Could be a bit of a sleeper pick. We'll see uh, where he falls in the lineup and uh, if he gets power play time. And then, of course, in net, Mr. Freddie Anderson in a contract year. Let's go to the homer himself, Joe, first. So which, where do you want me to start on this team? There's like nothing wrong. What are we gonna What are we, what are we gonna pick apart on? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Let, we, and now we've lost uh, some of our audience. Yeah, uh, no. Honestly, honestly, what gets me with um, the, the line surprised me when they came out. I did not even think it was remotely possible that Hyman would be moved off of Matthew's side, just because they worked. All since Matthews came into yeah, the league four years ago, they've always been kind of at each other's side. And uh, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's very interesting. And it, it makes sense. It's just, we'll see how it works. It just makes sense that, you know, Thornton is that playmaker. You put him with your best goal scorer, and you just got to see if it works. Um, can it keep up? You also have Marner it, on the other side. It's, it's, it's going to exactly. be two guys just just ditching, dishing well, Matthews nonstop. And the... And the the funny thing is, Marner, when yesterday, like they were, they were getting ready for practice, he was telling the media yesterday, it was funny, he was beside Hyman, and they were wearing the same color jersey. And they told they were doing some line rushes and whatever, and he didn't go look at the sheet, and he just figured, okay, Himes, he grabbed Himes and thinks, thought it was oh, like wow. they were together, mm-hmm. and then Hyman's like, no, you're with Matthews and Jumbo. And he's like, oh, really? <laughs> He didn't even wow. know. Really? Then he just creamed his pants. <laughs> I, I will, honestly, I will say, even before the lines came out, I've always said that Thornton would have a really good season. And we did the higher or lower on, on Thornton, actually. And it was, like, right down the middle between 27 and a half was the, was the number. And it was, like, split right down the middle. Um, personally, I, I went over. I think with the Leafs, I think Marner and Nylander have the tendency to disappear. And I think Keith will have no problem saying, okay, Thornton, you're in their spot tonight. Obviously, he's starting on the top line, so um, he's already in a good position to start. But I could see him getting top power play time. Playing in the top six here is just an example of, of what we could see out of him. So I think Thornton still has game, and I, and I think he's going to get over 30 points this year. I really do. Yeah, I can't really argue with that prediction. He's, so you're saying he's going to be better than a point every other game. Which yep. in a, in a good situation he he was thirty one and seventy last year so he's almost right there. Um, you're basically giving him a ten point bump. Yeah, playing with Matthews and uh, Marner two over LeBanc and Sorensen situations. I'd exactly say he, from San Jose to Toronto. Lane, yeah, and it's just kind of funny how Matthews and Marner always seem to need like a father figure around and like on their First line or something Marlo. like that. Just Marlowe, now it's Jumbo. Like it's like, I don't know, it seems funny. I don't think people should get too hung up on on a guy like Thornton, you know, staying with Matthews and Marner. I think there's going to be, especially if they lose a couple games and don't have too much offense, there's going to be a lot of jumbling of the lines. Thornton could get dropped down to the third, maybe even the fourth line. So, there's I just so think much. fantasy owners out there shouldn't get too hung up. The Leafs have yeah. a lot of pieces that can move up and down, even with guys on the power play like like um, VC, Hyman, Mikheyev. Don't get too hung up on them being on a power play unit because there's going to be a lot of turnover. 
Guys like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, those guys will be there for sure. It's just the other guys that you can't put too much faith in. And well, I, I do. I know Mike, uh, sorry, Joe. Sorry. I do want to say quickly because I haven't touched on it. Vancouver, Toronto, for me, one two was very close. Very, very, very mm-hmm. close. I, I don't know who's gonna. I actually think the division's gonna be very close from one to five, and it's gonna be decided I in agree. the last couple weeks, maybe even week. It's gonna be very, very tight. That's what's gonna be so fun about these divisions is that you're always playing each other. So every game means that much more. But I will say, and I, I know you were really debating between. Vancouver and Toronto as your one two and you ended up going with Toronto as one I had Vancouver one Toronto two I just I hate all the love that everybody's giving Toronto like it's so undeserved because Mm -hmm. they haven't been able to do anything they just constantly disappoint 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 and now all of a sudden everybody's saying they're gonna win the win the Canadian division and represent the Canadian team in the semi semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs like, give me a break. This I team hasn't done see, anything. Come, see, come playoff time, I totally agree with that. Like, come playoff time, I, I totally agree with your with your statement there. But regular season, they can they can say what they want and and put give them the first place spot because playoffs is a different story. They've proven nothing in the playoffs. They've proven in the in the regular season. What have they proven in the regular season? Well, no, against those teams. Uh, you can't really. Again, they're really the best. That, they're though. the best. They, they should have. They had the team that could have finished ahead of a Boston or a Tampa, and they didn't do it. Did they though? Realistically, we all hope that they did. Well, okay, but Mike's point is. Realistically, Mike's point no. is everyone's giving them all kinds of love every single season. Everyone says, well, like the Leafs, the offseason moves that the Leafs made. They yes, but they, they never predict them to win the North. They never predict them to win the Atlantic. Well, they, they always they, say they're behind Boston and Tampa again, and they got to get to that. Oh, there was there no. They never predicted them to win the Atlantic. Where they were given second spot. Yes, there were. Yeah, for for sure. But then, okay, if you want to say that, Freddie, like as Mike said, contract here, big time for any player, a goalie especially, because obviously you know it's not many of those positions in the league. If you look at his record against Canadian teams, I think it's like a. Joe might correct me. He might have the stat, but it's like 929 save percentages. It's something ridiculous, like a nine point or one point seven nine. I don't know, like crazy numbers. The the combined record over his career against Canadian teams is fifty three eleven and fourteen. That's a seven sixty nine point percentage. Oh, and over that's that's eighty six points in a fifty six game season. That's the Leafs had eighty one and seventy last season. But at the same time, like. You you now you're playing exclusively against those teams all the time. It's very different than playing them once in a bit. A Canadian team every other week. You know what I mean? So you can't like especially in his time with Freddie, a, uh, with Anaheim. He played them. Fred yeah, and and Freddie's taken. I think he's taken. He took a back like not a back seat, a back step last year. Like he definitely wasn't as good as he was previously. I mean, he's got to bounce back. Like 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 you said, Joe. Five of maybe five of the top nine, ten goalies in the league are in this division. And if Freddie could be one of those, then they're going to be in a really good spot. But if he plays like he does last year, they are not going to finish. This is first. projecting, and I think skill wise, this is the potential. This is projecting because it's a new roster. The core is the same, but it's a new roster. Okay. Projection is that to me, there and to a lot of people, they're the potentially the best team in this division. They have the potential to be that best team in this division. Oh, Joe, it's going to be no, a I, I felt, division. I felt the same way a week ago. No one's yeah, arguing that either. I felt the same either. way a week ago. I still put them first. Yeah, I I have a good feeling about the regular season playoffs. Who knows? Play, yeah, and playoffs and Anderson up. is uh, 
this is a massive year for Anderson. I yeah. I can't I wait huge. to see how he plays. This is a huge, huge year for him. Yeah, huge. But uh, you said, Joe, they they do have the potential to win, but once again, they probably won't live up to the potential because they haven't in the past. So but this that's is a new, what I'm saying. But this is almost half, to me. This is half of the roster has been turned over. Okay, well then, same thing applies to then the, to Montreal. They got a gel. Yeah. Well, they have time. Yeah, but they don't have the top end talent. You can go down the list. Obviously, I'm just saying it's yeah. not the same team it was even last year. It's not the same team as two years ago. Okay. It's definitely not the same team three years ago. Okay, fine. Quickly though, just based on lines, who would you rather own, VC or Hyman? Hyman. I think I think Hyman because I'm not I sure think, VC's. Yeah, Hyman game three. Long. Hyman could be back <laughs> with Matthews and Marner. Yeah, I, or Tavares more, and more like or Tavares more likely than not. But yeah, yeah. Exactly. That was yeah. just a little. That was just a little test to make sure everybody listening knows. Don't read too much into lines because Hyman <laughs> has proven that he's a good enough. Amen. Okay, that is the North Division once again: Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, Montreal, Edmonton, and Ottawa. In that order. Okay. Moving on. Now, Moving which on. American division? Let's. Well, let's stick with the East, no? Yes, it's not. Brian, it's not all East. Going. Let's start with the East Division, and let's start with number eight. You guessed it, the New Jersey Devils. Um, practice lines, day one of camp. Uh, they Doesn't were matter. Little... Move on to the seventeenth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's uh, Mike, they're... guys. That's Mike's cup pick, cup final pick. Yeah, don't. Uh, oh wow, that's, that's right. We forgot about that. I was forgot hoping about you that. bring that. To my defense, I didn't know about this division. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, so eight seed. Yeah, practice. Uh, they want to camp. The lines were a little off because Brat and Heeshear weren't available, but we expect Brat, Heeshear, Gusev. Andreas Janssen, newcomer, with Jack Hughes and uh, Kyle Palmieri. Andy Subban, we'll see what he brings. We'll talk about him. Uh, Severson, we've seen him play on the power play, get pit points. Butcher, same thing. And um, Ty Smith is a defensive prospect that, you know, given the rotating defenseman on that power play, maybe he gets a look coming in. So a guy to look at there. And then in goal... Blackwood and Crawford. Um, I know you guys don't want to spend too much time on this team, but I do want to talk about Subban. I do think he's going to bounce back. Jersey was one of the few teams that actually practiced the power play, and he was the top power play defenseman, which uh, Subban owners will find solace in. So I do like Subban here. Did he start? But did he start going like, downhill when he started d- dating Lindsey Vaughn? Because they're not together anymore. Nope. I think he might. They broke <laughs> up. Big time bounce back. She was weighing him down. All those medals, all those Olympic medals around her neck. She was. She was weighing him down. Guys, I don't want to get sidetracked here, but Joe, you mentioned Lindsey Vaughn. <laughs> okay, the pack on Amazon Prime. It's a show. It's she's the host. It's like, uh, it's like Amazing Race, but with your dog. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. If you're a dog lover and you're listening to this. You better watch that show. You're going to love it. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to have a good time. All right. Did you cry? All things we look for in a show. I, I teared up a little bit, man. A 10-year-old dog one. It was beautiful. Well, the way to ruin it. Wow. Spoiler alert. Wow. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. No, what? I didn't ruin it. All I said was a 10-year-old dog one. There's multiple 10-year-old dogs. Okay, okay. okay. Let's let's make quick work of this team. Um, couple ex-Leafs. Janssen would be the only one that's somewhat relevant. I just basically it comes down to this: which first overall, 
former first overall pick plays better and has more points this year? Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer? I think Hughes has a bigger year than Heischer this year. I think Hughes isn't being drafted um, as high as he should. I feel like with some of these like top, top picks, they come in, have like an okay season, and people just forget, forget about, about them. them the year after. Yep. And, and they shouldn't. So, yeah, I, I, like, I like Hughes. I think Palmieri also very underrated. He scored almost 30 a few times even on this yeah. team, right? Or close yeah. to that, like 25 and, or something. And, so. and he's, a, he's a, a guy who does everything. And he's, his, he's got his power play role cemented. So um, Palmieri definitely underrated. And then Gusev, I think a lot of people were um, happy with his like last half. And he, and he did produce, and he will produce. problem with Gusev is just he doesn't do anything else for me. So a lot, the leagues I'm in, you know, they're hits, shots, and uh, he just doesn't do it. If he's not that. scoring, he's not doing anything for your team. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. He's and basically Johnny Goudreau. Much, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not as good. Not as good. <laughs> yeah, like, he's like the you. If, like, Johnny Goudreau was Johnny Goudreau, Nukedi Gusev would be you. Speaking of, speaking of Janssen, this, this team makes me Janssen, so I'll move on to the next team. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait, before we do that, we, we need to mention quickly, quickly, that goaltending is basically they've announced, like, Crawford and Blackwood will be a split, which I think is dumb, but it is what it is. I'm not That's touching That's a cuff tandem that you do not want to touch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do not cuff do that not tandem. Do not cuff the tandem. <laughs> hey, who do you? Hey, but who do you want less, McKenzie or McKenzie and Crawford or Matt Murray? You, you or want, you want Smith. Blackwood and Crawford less because you don't want two guys taking two up your people. roster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. That's true. Okay, okay. Koskinen, let's go. All right, moving on Next. to some more fun stuff. Um, in seventh place. We have the Buffalo Sabres. Definitely more interesting. Um, Hall, Eichel, Olofsson, who's currently day-to-day, but he will play on that top line. And then Jeff Skinner, Eric Stahl, Sam Reinhart, line two. Love freaking Darlene on D. Also, Ristolainen's there, peripheral darling. And then in net, Allmark is your number one goalie there. Um, Hudden's backup. And uh, Lukanen is a goalie that's kind of looming there, but that's Allmark's net. Some guys that could have value, and we're seeing him right now, Dylan Cousins is just lighting up the World Juniors. If he gets to Buffalo and looks good, he could have a spot on that team. So definitely a guy keeping your eye on there. Um, Buffalo, I feel like it's just it was just it's just a bad situation that they're in this division. I just don't see them contending just based on who else is here. This is, I think, top to bottom, one of the toughest divisions. Like one through seven, like like the Canadian, like the North Division, we said one through six, um, but one through seven in this division, I had them actually one spot higher. I had them in six spot, but um, this one, I'm gonna bring something up here, and I and this is a different one for this year, because of the divisions, and you're only playing the teams in your division. The certain players draft spots are they gonna be hurt because of what division they are in? Playing in a better division. And I'm looking directly at Taylor Hall. Because Taylor Hall realistically should be one of the top guys to be picked when it comes to a fantasy draft. But he's on Buffalo in this division. I think his his average draft position is going to come down and come down a lot. I think it's a good point. But I think it's more of a tiebreaker thing if you're looking at Hall and a guy who is equal to Hall maybe you take the other guy 
just because of the, it's a tough division. Like it's it's a fair point. He's always going to be playing good teams, or most of the time playing good teams. And probably going against the other team's top D pair all the time too, right? Like if he's well, playing sure. with like, yeah. I think it, it over the course of a season, maybe it costs him ten points. We'll say max. That's a lot. Max. That's a lot. That, yeah, that is a lot, especially in a fifty-six game season. That's why. And fantasy wise, that's probably a. You but know, riding shotgun with Eichel, I think he's like a 70 points in 56 game guy anyway. So maybe he puts up 60 this year. I don't know, 65. It's it's funny you say that because, you know, we had we did a higher or lower on him and we had it right at 55 and a half. And majority, it was like 62, 38 said lower. Which, which I and found surprising big time. I think it's recency yeah. bias too. Hall hasn't been lighting the league on fire for a little while now, and and he signed Coming this deal. He signed days. this deal with Buffalo for a resurgence. For to exactly, get paid. it's to a get one paid year. Next year. Let me remind yeah. you guys what I can do, and then go get paid. One year playing with Eichel, one of the best right. centers in the game, to try to get and, some cookies. And if they can make magic, it would be amazing for him. But like, if I remember, we mentioned this on I think it was like episode one, <laughs> and. Uh, we were rookies at the time, but yeah. <laughs> but we we always said and we always warned against picking players on new teams. We yeah because they're usually overvalued and and I don't know I have a tough one with this. If I had to say on over or under point per game, I'm I'm gonna say under. And same with his line mate. Like I don't like Olufsen much of at all this year. Those are just two guys I'm not crazy about. Maybe it's because of the division. Um, maybe it's because I feel like Olofsson, for example, kind of overperformed last year. I think his shooting percentage was like 20, which is That's out insane. of this world. And I think he's being overvalued. Hard to replicate that. Like, as a rookie, you put up that season. Like, awesome. But I, I can't see him having that year again. And, and, and you know what? On, on top of that, too, like, obviously, the Lions are starting off Hall and Eichel. One of the reasons probably why Hall signed the one-year deal there is because he was kind of talked like, you know, you're going to get that you're going to get your time with Eichel. But Eichel bump. If he if things don't work out great in Buffalo, which to be honest, we all don't think that's going to happen. We all think they're going to struggle because they're Buffalo. Um it's it's not like they they're married to each other and they cannot play like like with anybody else, right? So like I wouldn't be surprised if 8 games in or even less than that Taylor Hall's playing with Eric Stahl for a good, you know, 15 Eric 20 Stahl games and, Sam and then, Reinhardt is your second line and yeah Austin like Michael it's it's not else. like he's met like yeah that. it looks good right now but it's I, can't, I, can't I can't see, see that, that happening you can't see you you can so you're saying Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel out of 56 games will play 48 yeah. games they will, each other you said minimum. square peg in a round hole they will shove that square peg exactly. so far they in will. that round you know what because it's one year I think you're right Mike because yeah. the whole and I'm going to take it back to the Leafs but the whole when we when the Leafs signed Tavares the whole talk was like they pitched that he'd play with Marner, he'd play with Marner. And what was last year? Last year's second half of the season is when he started going away from Marner. Okay, but it's not like the Leafs don't have other solid pieces no. to put with Tavares. Yeah. No. Hall yeah. and Eichel, have, they have an opportunity to be maybe the best tandem in the NHL. That includes... Oh no, dry stuff. guys. Uh, oh, I see. What Eichel yeah. is okay. You know what? I can't say they're going to be better than Eichel. McDavid and and Drysaddle, but it's but, Eichel's carrying but Hall, the load. There. Hall and Eichel are right there. Like that has potential to be an absolutely dynamite duo. 
but this is what this is what my thought process was. We picked them to finish second last in, in this division. It's a really tough division. If they start off and they're five and twelve, you're telling me that those two they're just gonna and they're the only let's say they're struggling. The team they need more balance. They're they're gonna just it, keep forcing be the them first out there. Time. Like uh, teams teams I teams think do well. Teams do that. They just keep. They they could. I mean, look that that's very well the case. Very well, most likely the case. But I don't know. Like it's not like they're. Ma- I don't know. I just feel like. I'm just the Buffalo Sabers. I feel to me bad. I feel bad for. The, I do feel bad for Sabers and their fans because getting getting yeah. put in this division. This, this is, is a, a big year division. for them, and they are not making the playoffs. Yeah, I was high on Olmark before the divisions and all that came out because I do like him, and he is in the contract. He's in a contract, really good goalie. He's yeah. going to be very good. But see, Joe, that's where the division, when you're talking about a goaltender, can make a big yeah. difference. Hundred yeah. percent. But on the bright side, I do think Skinner will have a bit of a bounce back. And I do like I think Darlene is just scratching the surface. He's a stud. He's yeah. a stud. All right, moving on to a really exciting team. I think Joe Joe would agree. Uh, in sixth place, I disagree with this. The New York Islanders. Whoa, 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 whoa! The lines again. Barzal <sighs> still has to sign. So that's that's a pretty big key yes. in the cog there. And and once he does, we will probably see Lee Barzal Eberly. And then the second line of Beauvillier, Nelson, and Josh Bailey. There is Pajot as the third line center. That's boy. I think he's That's overvalued boy. this year for sure. And uh, third line center, Pajot, definitely a guy that could be fantasy relevant. On D, Ryan Pulak looks to be the guy. Can he finally be that power play stud? That remains to be seen. But he does, as Joe would agree with, have a high floor because he does uh, get you a lot of peripheral stats. So I do like that about Pulak. And then in net, another great tandem, we think, will be Varlamov and Sorokin. That's Joe, why do you hate this team? Why do I hate Sorok's this team? Season. Yeah. Yes, Joe, I don't, that's what I, asked you. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't hate it. I just think their, their lack of offense in, this, in a division like this is going to hurt them. And... That's why I have them pegged. Actually, I had them below Buffalo. <laughs> wow, you're pegging them real good. So, yeah, wow. I, I had them below Buffalo. I had Buffalo. Jeez. Jeez. No bad like I, <laughs> I just think even with sandpaper finish. <laughs> <laughs> even with even with Barzell there, I just think this offense. I don't think is going to withstand this uh, this division. Joe, I there's just way too many good teams. I agree 100% with you. This is a common even I, I hate saying it this about This is all division based. I I hate saying it about a Barry Trotz coach team. That's why I disagree. But uh, I think this is going to be a little bit of a come down to earth year for the Isles. I I I think they've shown time and time again that they I think yeah, we always keep yeah, saying they're, they're, I had they, them, they'll come down to earth. I, had I them don't. Third so. in the division. I had oh. them third. I I think whereas we we see like but you have teams like like Washington, Pittsburgh, the Rangers, the Flyers, we'll get, Joe, you the said Bruins. It yourself. You said to yourself, these are teams, and we're going to get there, but these are teams that are due to come down. Like There's going to be a changing of the guard with Pittsburgh, Washington, definitely Boston. We'll and get there in a second. We're going to get there, but 
I, I just I I like the Islanders because they've proven time and time and again that they can play defensive hockey. And I think whereas the Canadian division is going to be very offensive, I think this one's going to be a little more defensive, and that's why I see the Islanders making it. Okay, Mike, you had them at you had them at three, right? Yeah. You said if this is obviously a big if, but like we're playing the projection game, so let's have a little fun sure. with it. Barzell doesn't play or holds out for half or you know holds out for a significant amount of time. Where do you put oh, him? Then I then they got to miss. Like you go from little star power as it is to like none. Is that three to fifth or like just missing or is that like we're talking we're contending with I'd Buffalo? Say three to to five. The... I'd say three. Down. All right. All right. Quickly, you guys have any thoughts on Sorokin or no? I I that's gonna be interesting the tandem there. It it eerily emulates what. The Rangers did last year with Shesterkin. Yeah, agreed. Georgiev so, and Lungfist like that. He's going to be a young KHLer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he going to take over Varlamov's? I think they've already come out and said like that's going to be a tandem. Oh, for sure. It's just whether he takes it and runs with it is yeah. the question. That that's going to be the tandem. But I think like last year with Lungfist, like Varlamov is not to the Islanders with Lungfist was to no. the Rangers, right? So no. there's no there's no there's absolutely no. Um, what's it called? Like, ro- like loyalty there. It's like if Sorokin's the better goal, he's playing. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, you know? But quickly, I don't on Sorokin, I don't think guys yeah. should be rushing out to get him and putting a lot of stock in him. Short season, tandem, tough division, unproven. Um, you can't expect too much. He, he's going to be a very good goalie, just <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be this year. And Varlamov still has three years left on his deal, too. So there's a little bit of uh, investment. Right. And um, just quickly, I'll say before we move on to the next team is that uh, with the, I know it's not a great power play, but Pulak is kind of unproven and, and Dobson should have a regular role. So just keep an eye on that power play, especially with like Devin Taves gone. Um, they might need a guy that's going to kind of quarterback it. So uh, just watch out for maybe, maybe Dobson gets in that spot. Okay. Finishing in fifth, this might tick a few people off, including me. Including Ath. I'm going to go for Boston Bruins. Lines in practice today. Brad Marchand, Bergeron, and Studnika. Or Studnika. <laughs> um, filling in Pasternak's role. As we know, Pasternak will be out until mid-Feb time frame. So someone's got to take out that spot. Um, second line, DeBrus Krejci and Andre Cash. And then I will mention the third line because um, Coyle and Craig Smith I'm playing with Richie, but Coyle and Smith could have value, um, especially with Kasha and Studnika on the right side there. Um, they may move guys in and out of those spots. And if you're playing with Marchand and Bergeron, it's a pretty good spot to be. So um, a couple guys there that could be of value. In net, Rask and Halak, a tandem we've seen time and time again just be solid. And on D... Two guys that are fantasy relevant, Grizzlick and McAvoy. Everybody's been waiting to see who's going to get the power play spot. They practiced the power play day one of camp, and it looks to be Grizzlick's, which upsets a lot of people, including me, because McAvoy just isn't going to become that player quite yet. Maybe, maybe he will, but uh, right, give it, give it, a, give it fifteen games. Or I don't so know. He Ma- McAvoy hasn't shown it. He has he not shown at all it. that he can at be all. a point producer, power play led defenseman kind of thing and, and based on his peripheral stats like he could be an un he could if he added the points and his power play points he could be one of the greatest not the greatest but he could be a really good defenseman um for fantasy, fantasy. but he hasn't been able to show it 
One quick note, uh, Cassidy did say on Pasternak and Marshawn, Marshawn said he plans to be ready for the season opener. That's what we're shooting for. And Cassidy on Pasternak said he will miss the opener, but quote, I don't think he's going to miss a lot of time. So maybe he's ahead of schedule wow. then. Oh, that's good. So just that's a little That's note. a big uh, that's a that's a big change there cuz like having that having that full line together for most of the year, that definitely changes you know, that's a I don't know. I don't know why me. we have them out of the playoffs. But, it upsets me a little bit. Like, Mike, you just said the Islanders are going to make it because they've proven time and time again. Why doesn't that apply to Boston? Why does that Boston not apply to Boston? Right You're right. And you know what? To be fair, the last couple of years, I thought Boston would take a step back, but they haven't. They haven't. So, yeah. But, you know, no Chara. I think there's something fishy going on with Rask. No Krug. No Maybe Krug. I'm often saying that. Yeah, no crew. Their defense, honestly, Brendan Carlo, mm. McAvoy, Grizzlick. But like, the team, it's the winning mentality. It's a good coach. They'll find a way. But again, like we said, what, five minutes ago? There's a change in a guard at some point. Bar- Bergeron's a year older. Krejci's a year older. If I had a nickel every the time br- I heard someone say, is a year older, is a year older. <laughs> but it's true. It, it's not. You'd be rich if they were talking about They don't have the Leafs to beat up on all year. Exactly. They, they're in a tough, tough division. And you know what? Every team line... in this division is in a tough division. But half yeah. the teams are making the playoffs. And Boston, I will be surprised if they are not in the top four. I think that's going to determine on, like, if, if, if Posture knocks out the first 10 games, then we, can, then we could talk. Because 10 games in a 56-game season is a big yeah, chunk. That's a, that's yeah, that's a chunk. Um, so if he misses, let's say, 10, if he's back, like if he misses 4 or 5, then I could see them battling. But I have him out as well. And just, I, I, I don't know. That defense worries me. And if, if Rask isn't Rask because his mind is elsewhere. The only thing I'd say, I kind of had the same issue. Like, not issue, but I had the same kind of thinking about Rask too. Because that the whole entire playoff thing and not like everyone kind of understood maybe what he was going through but then i don't know you talk to other other people and they're like it just seems very odd a weird the thing is halak has been great for them like anytime he's been called upon so as a backup yes but but it, okay if as a backup you're used to playing 30 something games that's more than half the season that's 30 of so 82 not i don't 30 think of 56. that's yeah, but even more so. That's that's my point. That there'd be bad, that he'll be just fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, if Pasternak does miss time, I think Studnik is a good like late round pick until he comes back because ultimately he would just be keeping it warm. But apparently he's looked good in camp, so a uh, good late pick to for a few a week or maybe two or or, or whatnot. Um, I do like Craig Smith. I do think he's going to have a good year there. Nick Ritchie is a, a good shooter. Richie's a hitter, but I, I don't really see a spot for him in the top six personally, Joe, but yeah, DeBrusque is the only other guy that would be the interesting name out yeah. there. He just signed a new deal and he's always in that. And we're top all waiting six. for, he's waiting, we're all waiting, waiting for, for that, DeBrusque to take that next yeah. step. And who knows, maybe if this year is the year, maybe without Marshawn or, or Pasenak, but who knows? And Marshawn's just a guy that's just perennially undervalued. I always find like he's just so good. He, and, well, and, he always finishes, 
And he always finishes, at least in our format, top five every year. Or at least, like, at the very minimum, top eight. He's always there. He's amazing. I think just everyone hates him. That's why he gets the bat. A lot of that has to do with with him and and how freaking ugly he is. And he's a rat. Yeah, but other, like, if you just, (laughs) his on-ice performance, the guy is an absolute stud and consistently always is it every year. Even if you hate him, own him. And the value of a short-headed point, which he gets a lot of, Mm -hmm. is is important. And those empty netters. (laughs) <laughs> don't talk about it okay don't get me started on empty netters i don't know why they still exist it's a stupid stat i didn't bring it up because of that Ant. i just brought it up have we wait have we okay. ever brought up have we ever brought up on the podcast this is a sidetrack but mine and brian's playoff matchup from years back where we were tied last game sunday night and zidane chara on my team Put one in the empty net. <laughs> no, it was Zetterberg, wasn't it? <laughs> so, so you're oh, wait, okay maybe, when it benefits you. Zetterberg, but when was, Zetterberg, Zetterberg, Zetterberg was against you. Chara was and another. it was no, and it was a uh, and and we finished tied, but the tiebreaker was what? Yes. Short, short. No, yeah, no, no, and no, I was, was like, was are you seeding, kidding me? It was seeding because I always seeding, and I got screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was fuck effing uh, Zetterberg. <laughs> I put in an empty net. I, I Brian didn't hear Charles that little shot. Uh, we haven't secured our sponsor yet, Brian. So okay. that's what I, I swear. That's what I'm saying. I'm just gonna let it rip now. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Finishing fourth in the East Division, we have the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, Kapanen isn't at camp yet. He's hurt, he right? Might. No, no immigration issues. Immigration. immigration issues. <laughs> it's funny. So some people, there were reports saying he might miss the start of the season. Some said that you know he might he he should be back. So we'll see where that goes. But top line is projected to be Gensel, Crosby, and Kapanen. Second line: Zucker, Malkin, and Rust. On D, obviously Latang, who's healthy for now. So praise the Lord. And then um, also. They have they have a bunch of D that just are solid in peripheral stats and actually this goes back Johnny to Marino. my whole analysis about hits and blocks and Pittsburgh just hands them out like candy and yeah. you have Dumoulin, Marino, Pedersen, Matheson, they all and do they it, play so. in that building like Mike said on the near the yeah. end of the I think it was the yeah. finale of the podcast yeah thirty seven last episode so um, well, Mike, we'll, re- we'll guys repost that, that by the way you're all those stats by um, by arena. No, thanks for giving me work to do. I appreciate that. But <laughs> Brian will post it. <laughs> Just retweet it. Just retweet it. You tweeted it. You you posted Brian it. Brian will post before. it. I'll retweet it. I'll retweet it. Um, that's assuming that all of those guys are going to go back to work in the same arena. We don't know. Oh yeah. Who knows? They might have been. They might have been picked up by another organization looking no, for they some might, free stats. Right. They might have been Canadian and they can't go over there, or vice versa. That's right. You never know. That's so true. I'm not going to repost. So, so throw, so throw those stats, out the window. Throw the 15 minutes that you did on it from the other <laughs> podcast out the window. Just listen to episode 37 if you want to know <laughs> That's the stats. Right. There you go. That's right. Um, where was I? Okay. Goal yeah. Tending. And then in net, Jari as the front runner, and I will mention to Smith as the backup because. I don't think you can really trust Jerry. And uh, if I recall, Beth and Joe had a serious had a argument a debate on this yeah, topic. last season about Murray and Jari. Take it away. And I don't know, it got pretty heated. Can you, I don't can even you know why tr- I brought that up. Can you trust them as a number one is the question. I'm going to say no. And, um, and that's why we have them at the, on just the last on possible the yeah. on the cusp. Yeah, I, I don't feel great about Jari. I think Pitts, man, you know, it's a short year. 
they're so injury prone. Like I have a feeling so Sid's Sid, gonna have a. It, Malk, could, it could be a bad year for Pittsburgh. It, it could. I, think I think Sid's, Sid's gonna, gonna have, have a monster, monster year. year in a, in a short, yeah. shortened season. I think he's gonna be ridiculous, and I think he's gonna hit. At le- I think he's gonna hit sixty-five plus. And you and you know he's pissed. Montreal knocked him out. Huh. Uh, you know, Joe. I, I'm glad you mentioned Crosby though, for real, because I think he is underrated. His Sidney Crosby. And he's not getting are forgetting drafted him. as high it's as ridiculous to yeah. say People that, but he's forgetting him. You know what? Yep. I, I think he's... this would sum up Pittsburgh pretty well for this shortened season. Would you guys be surprised in this division if they finished first? No. No. Would you be surprised no. if they finished sixth? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there you it's go. It's so Pittsburgh. <laughs> You're so right. It's there Pittsburgh, but I think it's more so division than Pittsburgh because – I don't know. It's, it is a bit is tough. too. Yeah, but hold on. Even if it the is divisions for sure. were regular, like the regular Metro, it's the same deal. Well, look. Did you see look, them battling it, for a wild card or first in Metro? Put it, like, yeah. You have but, Car- Carolina, the the Jackets. Uh, who else is in the Metro that's not in this division? But put it this way. Your second best forward and your best, def- and your best defenseman are prone to being injured for most of the season. So in a shortened season, like you did say, it really can go either way. Yep. Yeah, that's um, that's what it is right there. Uh, that's a, another guy. Like, assuming Kapanen starts game one, like I, I don't know how to feel about him. Like, I think he's another guy. He's gonna get a lot of rope just because they got um, him. Because they got him there. Yeah, for Rutherford. Yeah, exactly. Rutherford's got to kind of justify his. Uh, that was a terrible trade, Oof. but whatever. Uh, he's got to justify it. So I think he's gonna get every opportunity, and that's why I would lean towards Kapanen having a good season as opposed to a bad one, just because. For that reason alone, we've seen him with the Leafs. He, like, I don't know what it is with him, but he he's a straight line player. Seemed to work well with star players. Like he couldn't fit in the Leafs' top six when given the chance and the opportunity, and he would be put on that third line. And it's just like he would be playing better on that third line than on that second line with either Marner or Matthews or Tavares or whoever. So it's just having him with Sid. Now Sid thrives with guys that don't normally play good with star players, so. Pascal it Dupuis. could work. Pascal Dupuis, Chris Kunitz, <laughs> go down the list. Ryan Malone, I think, had a not bad of a year playing alongside Sid at, at some point. Underlying thing all players is they kind of did a certain thing for Sid. Where Kapanen doesn't do that. He's more of a straight line, Can't doesn't really cut left to right, go straight. So I think like players like Kunitz, true. Dupuis, Colby, yeah. like, they were kind of, they had Very some true. grit to their game. They'd go and get the puck to, to Sid. Even though, obviously, Sid can do that on his own, but they know he Sid wants you in a certain spot at a certain time, and those guys could do it. Where Kapanen really hasn't been able to do that in his career, so I don't know. Yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting one to watch for sure. All right, let's go on to the third place team. Joe's just I thought his hard on maybe would have subsided into a semi after the the, the bubble. <laughs> But it seems no, that the new, he's the still, new, the new realigned he, division, it just rages back raging. up again, baby. He is still raging. He the had first the overall Rangers, pick. Yeah, he he had the Rangers at first, but consensus between the four of us, we have them sitting in third place. Lines in practice early on, we see Kreider with Zibanejad and Buchnevich. No surprise there, and um, Panarin with Strom and Kapokako getting a look on that line. Um, another one of those guys, again, okay year last year, and people are kind of forgetting about him. So uh, Kako there. And then Lafreniere, who a lot of people thought would end up on the one of the top two lines, will start for now on the third line. 
Um, I don't think there's a lot much reason for concern. If you're going to draft Lafreniere and you're dynasty leagues or whatever, you could still draft. You're doing it for a reason, anticipating him to be higher in the next couple. And then D'Angelo and Fox and Truba on D, all fantasy relevant. And it looks like D'Angelo and Truba are going to be the pairing there. Yeah, and, and for me, like that's... For Truba, I think that's big because last year I found that Truba got a lot of his points early on in the year when they were kind of sorting out their uh, yeah he their did power I was play an owner yeah <laughs> and Truba's another one of those guys he has a high a high floor but I don't see him getting uh, producing at the same point pace so just be careful when it comes to Truba you're probably drafting him for his hits and his blocks more than his power play points and points because that those are going to belong to D'Angelo and Fox. Um, and then in net, uh, we all know Shesterkin, what a year. And uh, Georgiev, who shouldn't be overlooked either because, again, Shesterkin, not, not completely proven. And, and Georgiev has been good. So that's kind of a tandem that, if personally, I would want to cuff. Thanks for the advice, Mike. Oh. <laughs> hey, Joe, sure Joe remember why you have Shesterkin. You didn't know who this guy was. Oh, I, I said until it in I our put group you chat. On, until I, I put you on the trail. Who he was. The fact that oh, you said it was like, oh, you're on the trail now. I better jump before you jump. What a dweeb. <laughs> this, is such a, this is such a Joe explanation. <laughs> what a dweeb. Well, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting to get first to comment everyone knows. Minutes. What a dweeb. You know what I mean? Everyone knows who my guy is. <laughs> Joe might have a hard-on for, for the Rangers. Uh, mine Mika. solely lies in Mika's <laughs> yeah. corner here. That's one of the reasons <laughs> why I have the hard on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of the reason why I have a hard on for the Rangers. Because yeah, of Mika right there. A full God, season of Mika. He is not going to produce at the same pace. He, he did would, it for two years. He he's done it for two he years. He just won't. How do you know that? Because it's unsustainable, man. But he was just hurt la- he was just hurt last year. And when he got back is when he took off. In a shortened year, yeah, Joe, he's gonna he's gonna get hundred goals. Like, I didn't say hundred goals. Did not say hundred goals. But can you say that he won't get thirty goals? No, I can't say that he won't. I just I just can't. Like he was scorched the, the earth at the end of the year. Do it a, 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 Jer, a Jerry's percentage on uh, him scoring twenty nine and a half. Just two over under then. Higher than 20 and a half. Yeah, this, guy, this guy throws out Jerry. He doesn't like even know the context of these games. 30 or, or, yeah, or 30 or higher. Just an erroneous comment. <laughs> Jerry, there it is. Jerry's 30 there or more. Is. 30 or more. You guys slid it in there. <laughs> erroneous. That was the word of the There's day. Our, Brian that's erroneous. Me. He tested me to use the word the erroneous. erroneous. He snuck it in there. Squeezed very very it subtly. That's an erroneous comment. Very subtly. Okay, to answer Joe, I'll say over because Zibanejad's a stud. Putting them first, like you had them first. That is, that was a reach. I just don't. Ha- I, I, I can't just, see the Rangers. It was, it was, it was a reach. I think I said it in my afterwards that I had them a little higher than. But again, I'm gonna go back to the, what we've been talking about for the last ten minutes. Changing of the guard. There has to be a changing guard at some point. And if Shosturkin continues what he did, uh, Lafreniere at least projects to what he's gonna be. And with Panarin on one way, on one side, Strom has a similar the, year the, as last year, and, and Mika like takes me, off. There's a lot of if this happened, if that happened, if this happens, you know? I don't see Strom having the same year. But Panarin is not going to produce at the same pace again. He won't. I, I just can't see it. I, I can't see that. And 
And yeah, I do like Zibanejad, but I just don't see everybody having as good of a year again. And, and don't forget, Joe, Carolina creamed them. Creamed them. Yeah, oh, I think everyone, everyone was super high on them coming back, and they didn't didn't even look like they yeah. showed up. So I think there's in a, a five-game series. Who knows? Anything can happen. But in a 56-game season, I think over longevity, it could, but I it think, could take I off think to, over a longer to, stretch. To Joe's, def- to Joe's defense, a lot of his arguments were, if this guy does this, if this guy does that. A, a lot of your arguments, Mike, were, Mika Zimanejad is not going to do the same thing. Arteta Panarin is not going to do the same thing. Ryan Strom is right. not going to do the same thing. Well, you can't say that for a fact either. Does anyone? Does any one of us think Capo Caco is going to be as kind of floundering around as he was last year? No, I think he's going to be a better player. So he should take a step. So even if you say Zibanejad, okay, he's not going to keep. Okay, so he doesn't get in 56 games. He doesn't put up 65 points, but he puts up 55. If Panarin scores yeah. 30, if Ryan Strom gets. 45 points, but Capo improves. Lafreniere gives him something. I mean, I, I do I do think it's a stretch for them to finish first, but I, I don't think they're going to take some massive step back or be some team that's like you can't see maybe finishing first, you know? No, they're going to continue to progress. But don't forget that they finished seventh in the division last year. Like, don't forget that. Finished yeah. seventh, but... They didn't so have seven to Shesterkin one. Poten- <laughs> potentially could be the best goalie in this division at the end of the year. He could be. He could be, and I'm not. Saying and that's a be, big but... time. That's a big but time also, position. I think again, I think, if. I think they they did. They finished seventh, mm-hmm. which means they just got in. But uh, if you look at the first half and second half of the seasons, they're com- two completely different teams. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I mean, and Shosturkin had a big part. Shosturkin was a big part of that. Yeah. Which half will be this team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that remains to be seen. But just one more thing about the players is you have D'Angelo and Fox as their power play defensemen. I don't think it's cemented in stone that D'Angelo is the top guy. Um, Fox had an unreal year for a rookie. And I would, yeah, I wouldn't assume that D'Angelo is just cemented into that role. I think he will get first crack, but he's a guy we've seen come into his own a little bit later with his age, and, and there's no guarantee that he's going to keep that up. Last year was a good year for him. It's not like he had a bad year that, that Fox had a great second half. Yeah. So, like you said, I think he'll start there. It's up to him to hold it. Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, he'll have a really, really long rope, especially when Fox has been so good. All right. Second place in the division, consensus, Washington Capitals. Zero surprises with their lineup. Uh, Ovi, Kuznetsov, Wilson. Second line of Rana, Backstrom, Oshie. Of course, on defense. One big surprise. Carlson. (laughs) Big surprise. Um, Other defensemen that could have value. Orlov, Dylan, uh, peripheral guys could chip in with some points, especially Orlov. And then uh, in goal, Samsonov. Or Samsonov. How are we saying that? We, let's figure this out now. <laughs> did we, did <laughs> we pretty, do this last season? We did it last. I think it's Samsonov last season, but let's figure this. this I'm stuff pretty out. sure it's Samsonov <laughs> correctly pronounced, but oh my god. Okay, Samsonov, and then did they send Craig Anderson to PTO? A PTO yeah, open, yeah. So I, I assume he will be the backup because I don't think they trust Vinicek or uh, Copley. So, yeah, um, no. but that's Samsonov's net. That I that lung um, of his injury or medical condition that really, really, we, we talked really about took it. the sails out of Washington's yeah. in in between the crease, between the pipes. Sorry. 
Ovechkin contract year, I don't really think that matters. I think Ovi will be Ovi. Bunch of goals. Not as much assist, but super valuable because he hits and shoots like an absolute Russian animal. 35 this year? Sorry, 35? 35, you think, or no? Too high. No, 35 is a good number. No, that's a good it? number. I, I hope so. That's I a hope. good number. Hey. It's, if, if anyone listened to the podcast, we were talking about uh, going back to talking about him breaking records and stuff. Man, let, let him score yeah. 60 this year. Like, I just want to see it happen. Go badly. nuts. I want him to go catch nuts. up. Like, Let's he's have lost, a huge year. He's lost so much time due to lockout strikes, pandemics, like whatever you want to call it. He lost a full season his rookie year. Yeah. A full 82 he, game He season. should be a lot closer lost, to Gretzky what, right two, now. Two half years or one half year? Mm-hmm. It's just... Okay, so 35 goals. Thank you, Brad. We're going to do a higher or lower with Ovi. That's the next one. But 35 goals is a 51-goal season. That's very doable, so I think. Quickly, higher or lower higher. For, the, for the three Let's go higher because I, I really want it. I want it. I want him to pass too. Wayne. I'll say lower, though. Body poop. I do really want to see it. Yeah, tougher division. I, I had the Caps just missing the playoffs in my uh, my order of the standings there. Man, I don't know. This it's so tough with this division. I just for me for some reason I can't even put my finger on it. Washington just doesn't have that that oomph for me coming into this season. I don't even know how to explain it. I just I just don't see them being like you know a, a powerhouse in this division. And it, it is weird to say, but I think Joe's right. I think the Lungfist news, like everybody was rooting for yeah. them, was excited for Lungfist to get a crack. Yeah. You know, potentially winning a cup, and then now it's just and not like, only that. I think Lundqvist uh, potentially he still had game like, left. If Samsonov, yeah, if Sam, if Samsonov struggled, I think you could see Lundqvist take over that number one spot. I don't think you can see that with Craig Anderson or whoever else they have behind him. So it's it's ride or die with this sophomore. Yeah, and you're right, Joe. And it's it is a little it's bit a of risk. a risk that they're they're taking, and that not their choice to be taking it, but it, it ended up being what it is. Um, quickly, I do think Kuznetsov um, and Backstrom will both have better years than they did before. Um, Vrana has value just pretty well in points leagues. He's That power play is pretty well cemented yeah. with uh, Oshi, Kuz, Backstrom, Ovi, and Carlson. That Vrana just, we touched on it before, he's like Ehlers. Just won't, won't see much The only of time he would is, is if there's an injury. Otherwise, he's, you know, in that top line... Maybe more than any other team in the league, that top line plays about ninety percent of the power play. Yeah. So that second unit does they barely get a whiff yeah. of the ice. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving along to the first place team in the East altogether, we decided that that would be the Philadelphia Flyers. They finished second last year, and we actually predicted them to be one spot up. Practice lines today were sorry they were they were a little they were mishmashed so kind of uh, projected top nine i'm going to give you Giroux, couturier with voracek lindblom hayes Konechny, and then jvr with frost and Faraby, two young players that could get a look yeah uh, with some with some good talent so um, definitely should be on your radar nolan patrick is another guy completely missed all of last year with concussion issues Again, another guy people might be forgetting. He was what was he first overall, Patrick, wasn't he? Second. Uh, he was, yeah. Was he second? No, second. The Heisher. Heisher was first. It was the Heisher. That's right. That was people didn't know if it was going to be Heisher or Patrick, but yes, Nico or Nolan. So Patrick, I have no, I I don't even, I don't think you should draft him. 
But he's an interesting story because see, we know yeah. he has the talent in, in his repertoire. So um, hopefully he stays healthy and and maybe see how things go and maybe he could uh, be relevant. It's a guy to watch for on the wires if if yeah if you see that he's performing. And then they picked up Eric Gustafson. I think I think Provorov is the, the top power play guy, but we've seen Gustafson get sixty points in the past. And if he gets a sniff, yeah. like you know, maybe he can do it again. And nobody's talking about Gustafson. That was a little name. That was a name I circled on on the on the depth charts yeah. there. Uh, he'll definitely see the second power play unit. Mm-hmm. I would assume should yeah because uh, the ghost is continuing to be the ghost. There. <laughs> yeah, what is he's got to get traded? Uh, so I, so I don't know. I'm I'm sure Gustafson's gonna jump him or maybe they have they have a, they're the duel on the second power play unit but um he's gonna be a little sneaky i think sneaky good player yep. and if provorov is i don't know struggling maybe they give him a look on the top unit i could see it provorov is a i love provorov just does he's a everything. beast he's a beast he everything. wasn't uh, as prolific with the hits and blocks last year but um, he's a stud and he'll play like a champ what do, what do we think of um a player who Went through some really, you know, personal stuff last year. It was really, I think we all really enjoyed seeing him come back, even though he didn't play. Yeah. But he was a he was a good player before all that yeah. went down. And Oscar Lindblom, I think, like, you know, you don't know what his game shape's like. Obviously, he didn't play, and then he went through what he went through, and he hasn't played since, you know, when it happened, and he hasn't really got much ice time. But he was good before before that that whole thing went went down, and I think he can kind of pick up if he. This team's a good yeah. team. They got a good balanced lineup, and he could be one of those sneaky players that you forgot about, but turns into pretty good player for your fantasy team. You're right. He um and he, he he was and good. in net too. Carter Hart. I think he's one of the best. I think he's Carter Hart. I think he's the best goalie in this division. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Close second would have to, including Rask. Yeah, including Rask. <laughs> they went. They, didn't they? Um, wasn't their run like? Or was it Carter Hart's run? I don't know if it was the team or the or or Hart's run where they went something like twenty three zero and two or twenty three zero and one. It was or something uh, ridiculous. It, home, to like end it was off a the home year. record, I think. Hart was unreal the at home. Home record. It was like it was nuts. It was like twenty three straight wins or something. Some, just something like that. He was, was like amazing unmatched. at home. Yeah. 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 Hart's uh, should be one of the top ten goalies drafted. Uh, he's he's a beast. Yeah. And then yeah, just to circle back on Lindblom, I'm glad you mentioned him because. He is one of those players that he was great before his condition and all that. It would be a great story to see him uh, perform well, and he very well could. So I do like Limblom. Um, personally, I think Konechny will take a step back. I think people are pretty high on him. Myself, not so much. What about Giroux? He's a he's a yeah he, he he's a polarizing very. guy. Like you either like like it's he never gets the love for what he does on the score sheet, but then. You can, Vortex, say, you can pretty much say Vortex the same player. Yeah, like in like, that in that respect, anyways. Like the top offense guy, would you be? Would you? Would it be wrong to say it's Couturier? I think you still got to say Giroux, personally. Yeah. Even with his down year last year. After Hart, you think the next flyer drafted should be Giroux, Couturier, or Provorov? I mean, it all depends on your league and, and that, but your and your and your positional right. need. Yeah. Um, but it, it's close, right? <laughs> and if, if we just look at forwards, definitely is. if we just look at forwards, I don't think it's ridiculous to say Couturier should be drafted ahead of Giroud. Um, Couturier plays shorthanded. He hits, he blocks. Plays, 
He gets his points. He put, like he he kind of does it all. He's on in the final minute yeah, for for empty net points as Eth loves empty nets. So uh, yeah, nothing nothing is better than that shorthanded empty netter. Like nothing, <laughs> oh. just on a Sunday night. And nothing is worse when you're the guy who's playing against it. <laughs> oh man, isn't isn't their top line the like the all ginger line too? Because Vortex kind of gingery, Drew's kind of like blonde ginger. Isn't Katuria got some like, like light, light hair? At going that point, too? just throw gritty no, in that. I, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Here? Oh, man. Uh, gritty. Okay, so is 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 outside of? Sorry, are we done this division? Yeah, I'm just gonna run down this, this standings. Is the standings. The first gonna... place team, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, all right. So uh, to just run down the East standings, it was Philly in first. And then Washington, Rangers, Pittsburgh, Boston, the Islanders, the Sabres, and lastly, the New Jersey Devils. I think, um, like, of all the divisions, we this the, 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 the trend in this division that we brought up a few times was, you know, they're a team that's been there, they've proven it. There's, between Washington, Pittsburgh, and Boston, those teams have always proven to be, you know, even when you say, ah, down here, they seem to always get it done. But then between teams like the Rangers, uh, Philly, you know, you could somewhat throw the Islanders in there too. Like, what do you think is a better chance of all those proven teams to finally have that down here and not make the playoffs? Or all the teams that are really up on the rise to make the playoffs? Like, which would you think would be most more likely to happen? I would say more likely to happen is, oh man... I don't know. That's a really tough scenario. Like it's either, you're saying all, either all the all the but good I, teams I think, fall at the same time, or and all the up and comers rise at the same time, one or the other. But that's what I mean. Like what, it's always what would a, you, it'll but be it's a mix. Like right? Philly's of a bad team. A like Philly finished second. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a tough. I think outside of the Canadian division, which is so even and so great to watch, great players. This is the best division and the most fun. Absolutely. I think it's going to be the most fun. I, to watch I agree. Yeah. I agree. Which yeah. makes me the other yeah. two are yeah. kind of. Which makes me wonder why did we. Leave the last two to the end. Why did we start with these two? <laughs> because fire? it's the first yeah, episode back, and we're coming back with a bang. You're right. Well, with a bang, coming out come with flying, heat. and we do have a lot heat. of new followers since our last episode. So, anybody new to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. Um, man, I've I you guys might not have seen a lot of it, but I, I get so many questions on the account like every day, like. Tens like ten people a day easily asking me questions about stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> some of the some of the ones that you've sent in the yeah. group, but it's all it's good because like, you know what? It is this really from, happening it, right now? It ranges from people who are are like very very new, which you know that's why we're here help you out, and people who are, too, are yeah. very advanced. Um, and and we get a mix of both, but it's it's all good, guys. Keep them coming. I'm just so used to our pool where it's like very. I don't even know the word. It's very intricate word, deals, or yeah, very, like it's very like, well thought out. Like it's very, it's whereas I'm in another pool and it's just like, what the hell? There's another trade. What? There's another trade. Like who? What? It's crazy. Multiple? Like it's. I'm like, what? Like, can't you guys just relax and and hand like with the trades? It's just like you just got your player. It's our first year of a keeper, and you're already trading away line A, uh, whoever. But, like it's 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 not. They're just throwing. I'm like. Yeah, guys, I, it's I, a I, all the questions we've been getting about trades and should I where should I draft this guy? Ask us ask us questions too about your league settings or 
even give us a trade that happened in the league and say, should this be okay? <laughs> because there's yeah. some bullshit that goes down. We know that. And in these <laughs> leagues, know, especially when there's that. money on the line, and that shit can't be happening. But but no. like Mike said, yeah. um, I, I've been seeing my phone gets blown up a lot of days, and Mike's the one answering, so you have the, him to thank for all the answers you guys are getting. And uh, But thanks for the support. Keep those questions coming and give us some feedback. A lot of you have said that you're excited for uh, for this episode to come out and for us to be back, so we're happy mm-hmm. to get back into the swing. So, uh, yeah, give yeah. us some feedback. You can tell these guys they're clowns for putting Boston and Edmonton out of the playoffs, <laughs> but uh, you know what? There was the consensus, so I'll ride and die with the, die with the boys. And, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it even, plays out. Even maybe what you guys want to, and even maybe what you guys want to see in the future for yeah. us. Like if we, if you want to see anything new or yeah, I don't know something anything. different. Suggest- we like to hear from you guys. Anything. Any suggestions at all? And in terms of the uh, of, in the account, like um, a lot of t- like it is me, it is me uh, running it and, and answering you a lot. But when it is a question where it is close, like on a trade obvious. and stuff, I send it out to our group chat and we all weigh in and we give you basically like the same way we did with the consensus. We give you, we we all agree to what the right thing to do is, right. and um, and send that to you. So you're getting four minds uh, put together. On, on the uh, on these deals so yeah keep keep them coming. And, and another important thing if your leagues keeps records plus minus remove it oh. immediately oh. and replace it with literally any stat i don't care if it's how how <laughs> much time does a player spend in this in a face-off circle i don't care get rid of F-F- plus minus worst useless stat you know what what yahoo do you know what yahoo should do is have uh, like take empty net points out of the mix when it comes to like the regular yeah. points and have its own category for empty net oh, points. Oh, you're going to win and lose off of empty net points? You could just... Mm, that's you even should more be able to Just wipe. one category. Yeah. Yeah, wipe them. Like subtract them. I, 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 wipe, I wipe my ass it'd be interesting to see the, it It'd be interesting brutal. to see the category of I, empty net points. Can you imagine drafting like Zach Hyman because he's had like... I know he has it like just like you look at the empty oh, net. Joe, you know you know every player that gets don't don't act coy with. Us. I you am convinced that stats, this guy but... looks for that when he's drafting. Oh I'm come convinced. on! If there's a tie, if there's a tiebreaker at... between two players, it's who gets who has empty more has had more no, no. points. Tiebreaker is who who would play in the last minute of the game. Yeah, and that's uh, it. You, it's a free point. Um, that shouldn't count, but anyways. But anyways, while we're talking about settings, I will say this year of all years, we harp on this every year, make the max amount of IR spots possible because there's going to be guys getting COVID probably and stuff. And like, you shouldn't have to deal with one IR spot. You shouldn't spot. have to suffer because exactly. you're, you're already suffering with a, a lesser player that you're going to mm-hmm. pick up off of IR. I, in my other pool, it's the same way. We only have three spots. And it's just like one IR and two IR pluses, yeah. and I'm like, just make unlimited. Make f- like five. No- I think the the and Yahoo. I think you can do five. It's five. Make I five think. IR plus. Yeah. And uh, don't let your league manager suffer from things that are out of their control. It's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. All right. On that note, fun, we'll uh, be back. It was very fun. We'll be back. We'll be back in a few days to run down the uh, the Central and the West divisions, um, but for now, again. Uh, Thank you guys for all your support, and uh, we're going to keep going strong all season.
Thank you. Good to be back. I mean, we're in full hockey swing. This is, I'm pumped, guys. I'm super jacked. Yeah, right just a little over a week now. We're there. It's here. Finally. Yeah, we'll be back soon. Take care. Stay safe, everyone. Ciao.